What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Silent Grind podcast. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast. The last time we did a podcast was September actually. Um, so yeah, it's been a while. Hoping to get back into doing these weekly. Just, you know, exploring different things around strength and conditioning and health and basketball and, you know, helping you improve yourself as athletes and coaches if you're listening. So a little quick catch up just before we get into today's topic which I am very excited to discuss because I know it will help a lot of you basketball players out there and a lot of trainers and coaches too you know because something we don't do a lot as trainers and coaches and even players when we come to kind of look at you know our skills workouts is we don't bring enough science into them. So today I'm going to give you some practical science to help you improve um, transferring your skills to games from your workouts but before we get into that just what have I been up to not a whole lot really like everybody else I've been staying at home I've been doing my college stuff online not going anywhere just working out I've you know I'm lucky to have a pretty solid home gym here in my garage um, that I'm you know still working on still adding to but it's getting me by and uh, yeah, just trying to stay safe and you know away from this virus and let it go away. And um, before we get into today as well, actually, just to note, I know um, lockdown has been extended, and as tough as it is, it's still a good time for us to work on ourselves. So my bodyweight program is still available the six week bodyweight program is free it's still going to be free it's going to stay free and you know it's it might be something you might be interested in just something free to do you know because that's the hardest thing now is just kind of keeping ourselves going and finding you know ways to challenge yourself keep our brains stimulated keep our bodies healthy because it's tough we're all finding it tough you know me anybody i spoke to this lockdown is getting to a lot of people because you know it's it's the it's long and it's you know it's tough that's the only way to describe it so just take care of yourself take care of your mental health your physical health and you know make sure you stay in contact with your people and yeah just just take care of yourself so that's the it's it's still available anyway um, if you want it, get in contact with me. The only way you can get it really is through me because it is a password protected platform, even though it's free. And yeah, like I said, it's it's a six week program, but you can you know make it nine week program easily. It actually is probably more effective if you made it a nine week program because you get three weeks in each phase. You go through an eccentric, an isometric, and a concentric phase, and hopefully then. That would bring you to the easing of restrictions. And it'd be great then if you had a, a really solid platform to go off of once gyms reopen. So, you know, if you're interested, get in contact with me. It's free. Um, all the exercises come with guides or to do them. And there's extra content inside the program as well. So, when I originally did it, I did a nutrition talk breakdown and I did a recovery breakdown. Those two breakdowns are now available on YouTube. So if you just go to Silent Grind Performance on YouTube, you can actually get to that through the link in my bio. 
those two videos are up there they're easy to access they're full of information practical information and I was hoping to get one or two other breakdowns in there um, along with them unfortunately just due to weather and other things that were going on I didn't get to but hopefully once the weather clears up a bit now that we're coming more into spring I will get them up on my YouTube channel for everyone to see as well so yeah that's kind of all I wanted to say there so let's get into today's topic skills transfer so a lot of players they kind of run into this this wall where they're working out a lot they're working on their game they're working on their moves they're working on shooting you know finishing all these different game skills and they're not transferring over to the game and there can be a couple of different reasons for this and I'm just gonna you know speak mainly to three today that I see are the biggest problems for players and like for myself as well because I even though I am a coach and a trainer I'm still a player so a lot of what I do I have applied to myself and is tried and tested that's why I share what I share so the main three reasons that I see skills not transferring to games is you're not working on stuff you actually do in games enough it's all block work so this is more in the kind of uh, motor skill science side of things and I will explain what that means just a little later on and finally you're not playing enough basketball you're not playing enough live basketball so let's first start by looking at you're not practicing enough in-game moves and scenarios so we're going to go through each of them separately and then we're going to I'm going to give you some practical tips on how to improve and implement these in your workouts so you can get the most out of them so number one is you don't practice enough in-game scenarios and skills this is pretty simple you know if I like I'm a point guard there's no point in me practicing say you know, I'm a small point guard I'm 5'10 no point in me spending lots of time practicing post-ups and practicing moves around on the block all these kind of things just as an, an extreme example there's no point in me practicing all these things if that's not what I'm going to do in the game you know you need to practice what you do in the game so you know a lot of my game is off the dribble but it's off the dribble say through pick and rolls through dribble handoffs coming off of different types of screens all these different types of things so that's what I practice a lot of if I and I also play a lot off the ball so you know I'm working on say attacking closeouts I'm working on getting open for different types of shots these kind of things so I practice what I see a lot in games you know it, it, there's no wouldn't be much point in me practicing coming off of pin downs the whole times if I was someone who say just played kind of on the block or played off more flex kind of screens it, it, there's not much point in me practicing things I don't do now I'm not saying you never practice things you don't do you have to work on expanding your capabilities as a player as well but you know if you're really trying to become more effective in games you have to become more effective at your role 
So if your role is literally to shoot the ball, then you have to practice shooting the ball a lot. You know, a rule I use, and I didn't, I didn't come up with this myself, I can't remember where I got it from, was but 75% of the time you practice what you do in games and what you're doing at your current level. 25% of the time you practice what you need, what you want to get better at or what you need for at the next level you want to play at. So like 75% of the time I'm working on what I do in games. So coming off of pick and rolls, coming off at dribble handoffs, down screens, all these kind of different screens and stuff. And then 25% of the time I'm working on things that I may use for, you know, rarely or things I will need more so when I move up a level. So that could be, say, more kind of isolation dribble work. Like, I'll be honest, I don't play much off of isolation stuff. It's a lot of pick and roll stuff. So I do like to practice, you know, be able to excessively dribble the ball and these kind of things just so I have that skill. You know, there's nothing wrong with having these skills. It doesn't mean you have to use them. But you, it's it's a good thing to just work on and have these skills so you can, you know, enhance your capabilities and have be, have kind of a broader range of things you're able to do and able to get into if you need them. So that's number one. Practice a lot more of what you do in games, the actions and the reads you see a lot in games. So these are the common scenarios you see in your position or the offense wherever you play. So if you're, say, like a shot guard or something, chances are you're going to see a lot more kind of closeouts and these kind of things. If you're a shooter, you're going to see a lot of closeouts, you're going to see a lot of screens, those kind of things. Point guards, you're going to get a lot of pick and rolls, you're going to get a lot of uh, double screens, you're going to get a lot of dribble handoffs. If you were, say, a power forward or a stretch forward or a, a small forward, these kind of things, you're going to play off the block a lot. You know, if practice what you do, what your strengths are, and then 75% of the time, 25% of the time, then you're working on your weaknesses. So number two, this one gets a lot more into the kind of science of skills training, but you do a lot of blocked practice. So blocked practice, basically what it means is you kind of, you do the same thing over and over and over again to perfect it. So this is your reps, right? So say it could be going between the legs, crossover into a pull-up and doing like say 10, 15, 20 reps of that off of each elbow or whatever. That's blocked practice. So what you're doing essentially is you're perfecting that skill. Now, this is, you, you do need block practice, right? It is good to perfect that skill because it allows you kind of figure out the details of it and get good at that skill. But the problem is there's not a whole lot of variability in it, right? So when we're in a game, like we're not going to get the chance to say do these things two, three, four times in a row. You know, if I go between the legs, cross over into a pull-up this time, next time I might have, say, come down and go between the legs into a pull-up, it could be between the legs behind the back into a one-foot finish, something like that. You don't get the chance to do the same things over and over and over again in a game in a row. 
So that's the downside of block practice. It's not it's not very um realistic in terms of how a game works because how block practice works essentially is your body gets really good at doing that skill so if you're doing the same thing over and over again your body can adjust there and then to get good at you know say judging how hard you need to shoot the ball how your body needs to kind of move to carry out that dribble move your body gets really good at that particular skill which is great because you you kind of build that control in that moment over the skill but long term in it, it doesn't transfer as much as we'd like because there's a lot of variability in games you know like we don't get to do the same things over and over again we don't get that chance to perfect that skill in the moment of a game so but it is like i say it's a good starting point if you're trying to learn a new skill it's a great place block practice is where you would start to get good at the skill and you know figure out the details of it and it's great for that kind of short-term improvement say within a workout if you do the same thing over and over chances are you're going to get better at it and it's great for building confidence in that skill because you can see improvements you know if you're doing it between the legs and into a pull-up and you go from say making five and ten to making eight nine ten and ten that's improvement right you you have got better at that skill but now we need to teach your body to be able to do it anytime out of any spot on the floor from any kind of range so this is what we call we need to move to more randomized practice more variable practice right so with randomized practice it is what it says it's random there's very little repetition and this is good because our body now has to adjust on the fly so we, our body has to learn to be able to kind of figure out how to shoot from different spots how to move from different spots to carry out a skill you know because like say if we go between the legs cross over into an elbow pull up off of one dribble our body kind of say shoots at a certain distance if we were to take two dribbles next time now our body has to kind of adjust in the fly okay I need to not shoot it as hard now because I'm a bit closer to the basket that's how randomized practice works our bodies now have to adjust on the fly to build more con control over the skill from anywhere we do it you know it can be and a great way of how we can do randomized practice is say we might not do the same thing twice in a row so say we could work on a between the legs pull up in the mid range then between the legs pull up for three your body is constantly adjusting so it builds this greater control over the whole skill so now you're making a lot more transfer to the game because you're not doing the same thing twice in a row it's a lot more like a game where you're getting different reads defenders are doing different things that's how randomized practice works you're doing different things every time it's more like a game and as a result you get these more long-term um, you know improved transfer over to the game 
Now, in the short term, the downside to randomized practices, chances are at the beginning you will miss a lot more. You know, if you were, say, doing at the end of your your workout spot shooting, so you went, you know, five spots mid-range, five spots from three, and you went five or ten makes at each, you will probably make, you could probably make anywhere from seven to ten of each of those ten shots, right? And that's good, you're getting a lot of that repetition, you're getting good at that skill, building control in that spot. But if you were to make that more randomized, where say, you didn't do the same spot twice in a row, so say you did a shot from the corner for three, then a shot from the elbow for two, from the top of the key for three, that's randomized shooting. Chances are you will miss a lot more in the beginning, because you're, you, you're not, your body is not able to, hasn't learned how to be able to adjust on the fly like that so you will miss a lot more in the short term but if you were to keep working like that in the long term you will see a lot more transfer as you will see yourself making a lot more shots both in your workouts and in games so it does lead to greater transfer short term it is very frustrating because you will miss a lot more and that's you know it that can affect your confidence as a player or your player's confidence if you're a coach listening to this because they see themselves missing a lot more they don't feel like the skills they're working on are they're getting better at them because they see themselves missing you as a coach have to or as a player have to see hey look I'm doing everything right I'm I've done my block work so I know I can do this skill right now I'm going to miss a lot more because my body is adjusting how to do this at any time from any kind of range or spot on the floor Oh, in, in a while I will get better at this it just takes more time and this is why is you know we kind of tend not to go near it as much because it takes a lot more time and can be a lot more frustrating but long term it is you know it is a lot more beneficial so it's a great thing to do in the off season say if you're working on making skills more transferable so what I would do is if I was working on a skill right I will work on it in kind of a block setting and then at the end of my workout or after I've done some block work and I feel comfortable I will move on to do it more randomized so I could do say say I was going to work off a between the legs move into a pull up or so I did off a couple of different reads block work right let's go through a workout I did between the legs into a pull up between the legs cross over to a pull up between the legs into a floater between the legs cross over into a floater between the legs into a same hand finish between the legs cross over same hand finish and I did them all for block work off both elbows to then finish off my workout to work on my making it more transferable long term to a game I would make that more randomized so what I would do is I could be coming down the floor go between the legs into my pull up then next time say I go between the legs cross over into the same hand finish between the legs cross over um, and then into a floater something like that so I'm not doing the same thing twice in a row and I'm not doing it from the same spot twice in a row so now it's more randomized it's more like a game long term I'm going to get that transfer and short term for my block work I know I can do that skill really well so the two of them are going to come together and eventually I will get really good at doing that skill whenever I want in a game right so that's just one example 
of how I would use my block work and my randomized work in a, a workout to really work on making the skill more transferable. Some other examples I have that um, are good ways to add more randomized kind of work into your workouts are say at the end of your ball handling work you do a freestyle so if any of you have done Devin Williams um, ball handling stuff you will see at the end of all his stuff he does he does a freestyle and without uh, knowing it he's actually using quite a lot of science because he's saying you know by letting his, but his thinking is by letting players freestyle you're kind of breaking that mould and they're allowing themselves to think for themselves and kind of get creative and do what they want with the ball and that's effectively what randomised practice is you're getting creative you're breaking that mould of moving robotically and doing the same thing over and over and you're you're now kind of free and loose with the ball and you're creative with it so freestyling is a great way to add more randomized stuff into your your workouts so say if you're doing some ball handling work add in a minute or two of freestyling at the end and like i said earlier randomized shooting you can do this for anything it can be randomized finishing it can be randomized dribble moves anything so say you work on some spot shooting and then you might finish with a minute or two of randomized shooting so you go from different spots different ranges you know all these kind of different things so you're getting not the same shot over and over again and another way that I like to kind of combine block work and randomized work into one go is to not do the same two moves in a row so this is kind of like what I was saying earlier if I was working on the between the legs crossover I could do the between the legs crossover every time as my dribble move to get by my defender but my finish every time could be different. So I could be working on that move and finishing. So I could say one time I could go same foot, next time I could veer, I could go off two feet, I could float. It's a different finish every time and I'm not going to do the same one in a row. So now I'm working on that block work for my crossover move, but I'm working on a more randomized kind of finish that I will do with the rim and this is very game like if you look at a lot of NBA players any player really we do the same thing over and over again I don't know how many of you watched uh, Brooklyn versus Phoenix during the week but if you were to go and even watch the highlights you will see James Harden does the same move against pretty much every defender particularly DeAndre Ayton every time he comes down the floor he just goes crossover between the legs to go left that was all he did and every time he blew by him but every time he could have had a different finish so he could have yoro stepped with the same foot swing step so that's kind of it's that's very similar to the block and randomized work i am doing here i'm doing the same move but every time i'm adding a different finish now you can do this exactly the same the other way you could say do a different dribble move every time with the same finish or a different dribble or you could even do kind of a coming off say a pick and roll so you're going to curl but every time you attack it a different way so you could curl you could get to the rim you could curl pull up curl step back you know there's lots of different ways you can play around adding randomized excuse me randomized work with block work so that's one way I'm really enjoying 
um, adding the two of them together. And like I said, once I started doing this, I have noticed I've been missing a lot more. Like, I, I have. I When I started kind of messing around with this, I have been missing a lot more. But the more and more I do it, the less and less I'm missing. The, I even especially noticed it with my handles. <clears throat> The more and more I started kind of doing freestyle work with the end of my workouts, the more and more loose I got with the ball. So the more comfortable I felt, you know, just being creative with dribbles. I was doing things I, I've never done nor tried to come up with before. So it does work, but like I said, it takes time. You will not, it's not going to work after one workout. It could take weeks, it's going to take months, but trust me, in the long run, you will see the benefits of it because I have and that's why I'm telling you you will I've seen the benefits I am seeing the benefits but it is frustrating and it will take time and you know in the long run it will make you a lot more efficient and effective as a player so give it a go um, and yeah uh, with throughout the coming weeks hopefully I will get more kind of videos up on these drills so you can actually see them in practice and you can see what I mean so finally then is you're not playing enough now I know playing is very hard right now because of COVID you know we, we can't play we're not allowed to play unfortunately but when we can play you know a lot of the times because of the way the basketball culture is gone is we kind of favour working out now over actually playing. And if you look at a lot of the great players going back, they didn't work out. You know, Jamal Crawford is a prime example. Like, he says he never works out, he just plays. Now, you do need, if you want to be the best player you possibly can, you do need to be working out, but you also need to be playing a lot. You know, basketball is a game, and at the end of the day, we are trying to get good at playing the game. In order to get good at playing the game, you have to play the game. You know, you can't run faster by not running. You have to run at some point. You have to play at some point as a basketball player. Basketball is a game. And as a consequence of not playing enough, like, you can work on all these moves all you want, but if you're not putting yourself in front of real defenders, you never know what's going to work. You know, like I can work on all these different moves and they might not work because, you know, it might not help me get by a long defender, it might not help me get by a quick defender, or say it could get me by them but my moves don't work to get by help defense or I didn't think of how like the help defense is actually going to move and rotate so my move actually isn't effective at all. You don't learn these things unless you actually play. So you have to get out and play as much as possible when it's possible. Um, so like during the off season when we could play, like I was still doing my skill workouts, you know, almost every day, but at least once a week I was going and playing an actual game. This allowed me then take what I was doing in my workouts, try it out in the games and see if it worked. If it worked, great, I'd work more on it. If it didn't work, I'd see, could I make it work? And if I couldn't make it work, then I knew that move just wasn't for me, and I could focus on other things that work for me. You know, because not every move 
and play style works for every player. For me personally, the less moves I have to do to get by a defender, the better, because it's just what works for me. The less I have to dribble to get by someone, the more effective I find I can be. Some people dribbling more makes them more effective. Again, it's you know everybody's different, but you don't find that out unless you play. So you do need to get out and play, whether that's one on one or the whole way up to five on five. You know, play as much as you can, as often as you can, really, and you know, see what works, what doesn't work, what you need to improve on, especially because you don't know what you need to improve on unless you play. You can't see where your weaknesses are unless you play, and you can't see where your strengths are unless you play. You know, you can be good at everything in the workout because you've no defense but if unless you're playing you don't get to see you know what's working and what's not um so like i said you know getting and playing as much as possible in kind of pickup games or even just with your team or whatever is a great way to get yourself in front of defenders another thing you can do if you have a partner or a trainer or you're working in groups or stuff is to do more reactive kind of small small games or drills with constraints so basically what a constraint is is kind of like a limit or something kind of like a limit or or a constraint is you know it's to use the word you put on the game or the drill so that you have to do a certain thing in order to you know play the game so for example it could be you have a partner and you've been working on say your closeouts for example right and at the end of your workout to get some more playing time more playing reps in more kind of reactive stuff so you can read your defender you're going to play one-on-one but to work on what you've been working on in that workout which is working on closeouts you could say okay we're going to play one-on-one but how this is going to work is you have to start on the block or the opposite block and sprint at me and pass me the ball once you pass me the ball we're live and you know we're playing one-on-one off of a closeout or something like that where say we start i move up to the wing you have to go around the block and then come straight at me at the wing so we're creating this closeout while we're playing one-on-one. Now it's more game realistic. Because you're playing on attacking that closeout. It's not stagnant defense. You know, that, that's one way of making it more game realistic. Another way it could be say, okay, we're going to play um, and to add a little bit more pressure like I'm attacking a closeout or say a late shot clock situation. We're going to add a timer so we only have five seconds to attack and score or maybe i only have three dribbles to score something like that so you're adding a constraint to make it more game like so you're working again on making those reads much more like you would in the game so the closeouts is one example you could say do it off of maybe okay you're going to set a screen for me as soon as i as soon as you set the screen, I have to take a retreat dribble like I'm trying to get around the hedge and you have to drop and get into a defensive position and now we play. 
so these are all like small ways of making it more like a game and more reactive to game situations so what you're working on your workouts you can transfer over to games so that's one way if you if you can't play or even if you are playing to make it more kind of game realistic is you use the constraints okay to start the game for example if you're playing three on three or five on five or something to start the game there has to be a pin down in the opposite corner and then we play off of say what that pin down gives us if it's three on three or it could be say you have a pin down and a dribble handoff or a dribble, a dribble handoff while the pin down is happening and we see what's happening or different things like this so we're adding these game scenarios into our playing time so we're seeing things we see in games and when we actually play against them in real games we've got the reps in in playing in these scenarios we know what the defense is going to do we know what reads are going to work and how we should move as players around these sets or actions so we can be in the best positions possible to score or make the right read so that's why we need to play more um, and play more smartly and effectively and like not just kind of playing kind of you know bullshit five on five games with a one pass offense is actually working on playing in proper game scenarios and so yeah so that's it that's it you know there are the three things i see that players and coaches you know why skill is on transfer to games as much as we'd like and like i said you know we need to work on what we do in games a lot more we need to add in a lot more randomized practice to our workouts to make our skills transfer long term and we need to play more and play more effectively and in more game like scenarios so i hope these help um like i said i have tried and tested them myself i know other coaches and trainers have as well so i know they work there is some degree of science behind it so yeah just add them into your workouts and things where possible and you will see improvements like i said short term it will be very frustrating but long term you will see the benefits and um, like i said hopefully over the next kind of while once the weather calms down and i can get out and play um i will add videos and stuff like that to my instagram and maybe my youtube on different drills and different ways to add in more randomized work in particular to your workouts because that's really while we're at home now and we can't play adding in more randomized stuff is really how we can get better um and make our skills more transferable and it's pretty easy to do you know it is something you can do by yourself but it just takes a little bit more effort than how we normally work out so like i said i hope this helps um if you need any help or you know have any questions about today's podcast do get in touch with me you can email me or you can drop me a dm preferably drop me a dm because i don't really check my emails that often whereas i see my dms every day um, and if there's any other if there's anything you're interested in 
you know, wanting me to discuss, whether it's in kind of sports performance, whether it's in health, whether it's in basketball or uh, football. I know I speak a lot about basketball because it's what I, it's my main kind of sport. But a lot of what I spoke about today, you can transfer to football as well. You know, it's it's very easy to transfer to any sport. It's not just particular to basketball. You can transfer these these methods to any sport and you will see improvements. So if there's anything you want me to talk about, um, you know, let me know and we can hopefully get a good podcast in on it. So, yeah, so thanks everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please do rate it on Apple Podcasts. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Uh, share it on Spotify, like it, you know, you know, just just get it out there. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Acast. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Hopefully it's not another four or five months before I speak to you again. But you know, we'll we'll uh, go with the flow. So thanks everyone, and see you next time.